Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pale in Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the otherverse to take a look at Poke, Wildbo's most romantic work, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering Chapter 3. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with packed and pale spoilers. If you don't know whether Maggie and Toady ever team up as a dynamic duo and don't want us to tell you, stop now, read them, and come back to this podcast. As for Poke, there will be full spoilers to the chapter we are covering. All right, so we start with Ben and Dee Dee taking a shortcut through the Warrens to get to a super cool meeting <laughs> where they get to trade some stuff. Um, totally normal surroundings. <laughs> uh, the readers, us, get to see some familiar faces, which is kind of cool. Ben makes a trade and he's pretty stoked. Dee Dee gets jealous and make things, makes things weird. They end up opening up about their relationship, which is even weirder upsetting to everyone yes <laughs> and then dd lands a hell of a joke what did you think of these chapters malia <laughs> um i did not think the story was going here i was very <laughs> thrown off um it's very exciting <laughs> and i don't know where the baby is <laughs> and that is my main concern at this point <laughs> did they say last time that they were gonna like um like at the end that they were gonna bring the baby like to like somewhere to they said that but i assumed that we would then follow them as they did it um and maybe the baby's just done but it doesn't seem like the baby could just be done but it's fine um but also it's it's really it's surreal reading wild Bo's words with packed and pale characters just sort of all mixed up together um I mean, we got it a little bit with, like, parahumans, you know, you see characters from Word in Ward, and that's fun, but it felt jarring almost to just be like, yeah, like, Mags and Toadie are just here, and it's totally normal. <laughs> this is fine, yeah. <clears throat> Except it's turdy right now. But right, yes. which is fun. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, all right. So, Ben and Dee Dee take a shortcut. Yeah, um, so... Let's see how this chapter starts. Sorry, I'm going to look at my live read again. Um, yeah, so I don't know exactly when this story or like, you know, these chapters were written or whatever, but I feel like this might be the f introduction of the Warrens into Otherverse canon. Um, like if this was written before Pale, um, almost positive sure. they, unless I'm totally forgetting something, they didn't go into the warrens impact um and so it's it wasn't like we spent a ton of time in them in pale but they felt established they felt like a thing and it's kind of wild that this is how they're introduced i don't know that like this is the inception of the warrens yeah it's pretty interesting um do you feel like it, it matched up well with i guess your pale warrens yeah i think so i think the um we see them as a transport system we see that they're really like dirty and gross um but we've also seen like big areas um with a couple of toadies flashbacks to uh his birth and mm -hmm. scenes with bubble yum and stuff like we know that there are big like caverns um the idea that there are like big scary goblins down here makes a lot of sense and reminded me of the abyss um but yeah it felt um it it doesn't seem to deviate much, yeah. which is cool. Like it it feels very um well conceived, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so <laughs> Dee Dee's freaking Ben out about the big scary goblins. Big scary fuckers. Um and it's it's fun that she manages to pull off this joke because she also has to like say things that are true. And that's part of what makes a joke work. Um, but <laughs> at one point she's like you know being serious and being like no like serious like this is really intense and very serious and she says i want you to come out of this in more than one piece and ben says i want that too and i'm like no ben <laughs> you didn't listen to what she said what the fuck is going on that was fun um but yeah i was i was really thrown by what was happening i really thought we were like 
taking the baby to a hospital. And so I didn't get why we were going through the Warrens and why he needed to meet up with a practitioner. Um, and what was happening? So you're like, oh, there's no baby anymore. Where'd the baby go? I guess thinking back on it, like the first chapter didn't lead directly to there is baby now. And so maybe these are like little vignettes, I guess. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just want to come back. <laughs> My baby, baby, I don't come get back. Right. Sorry. <laughs> um. Yeah. So like. <laughs> What do you think of it's a, it's a, what do you think of this like big meeting? I guess this big area that they go into where they met up with everybody. Yeah, um, it was it felt like a rooftop bar almost. Mm-hmm. Like the vibes were sort of like there's okay, there's an episode of TNG where it's a holodeck episode, but it's Picard thinking about his past and this woman that he like almost married and then didn't. And mm. so you're on this like specific, you're in this specific like outdoor cafe in Paris or whatever. And like those were weirdly the, like that, except really gross. Like, <laughs> yeah. So like, like kind of outdoors, except, you know, the Warren. So not, but like, like a patio space with a bar and tables and like overlooking the horrible, awful game show mm-hmm. thing. Also, um, just like she kept trying to like get him to, have like a quickie in the middle of this fucking disgusting place yeah it was insane um yeah <laughs> and it's like you know with him it's like he might you're like i mean he he might do it <laughs> if he's in this relationship yeah you know you don't really know what his exactly like are. he doesn't have standards obviously I mean, no, but, does, but like they're not they're not your you're not your average standards sure um but yeah, he seems to have more similar boundaries to what I expect humans to have, um, considering the fact that he's dating her, which is fun. Um, you know, I mean, get on him for like, just like, we'll we'll get to that, actually. We'll get to it. <laughs> so, but yeah, she's she just like really wants to have sex, like this whole chapter, in a way that is vaguely upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little bit more than vaguely but yeah <laughs> like her laugh just, uh, i mean the fact that you know she's like the one part we hear her saying uh to ben is have a foreskin again by the time i'm done <laughs> like what the fuck uh, i mean that's pretty probably pretty tame for like goblin standards but just like how do you like it just seems like sex would be painful with these guys because they have razor blades and shit sticking yeah. out everywhere, right? Yeah, it doesn't seem like it doesn't it seem ever like a be good not time. Hardcore in some regard. Yeah, it's like it's safer putting your dick in like a glory hole where you don't know what's on the other side, you know, than like a goblin. You'd think, but I guess uh, she likes them. So I mean, in the other verse, I don't know. <laughs> I mean that's a good point. What would it? Oh man, this is a question that I, don't I want, no, should I not don't want voice. This. I'm yeah. voicing it anyway because okay. this is the kind. Look at the story we're reading. Okay, <laughs> I'm just... sorry, but like, gosh, is that? Oh my, is that an even better discussion question? Probably not. Probably not. I just have to voice it. What does an other verse glory look like? Yeah, I guess it depends on where you are. Yes. Um the warrens the abyss would be not great i i feel like the fey like the fey are bored and have done everything but also would there be glory holes maybe in like some <laughs> areas yeah and then they feel the too... different courts have different types of glory holes right yeah it's hard to imagine like a high spring i mean i'm not trying to imagine that hard i'm gonna be honest but like sure well you asked I know, and I and I was obvious. I I knew I knew what kind of. It's more like I had the I had the thought, and I had the obligation to voice it. Okay, <laughs> I don't regret it, but I'm also trying not to like really like get that imagery. But yeah, it's like is I mean it's like they're gonna make like the nicest fucking fancy glory hole. <laughs> you're ever gonna experience but then it's also gonna like curse you in like in like weird horrible ways weird horrible ways to where like 
Well, for one, no other glory holes is going to be the same. It'll it'll ruin <laughs> glory holes for you for the rest of your life. Yep. So, thanks for that. <laughs> uh, what would be a good fae curse thing for a glory hole? Just like it, probably something with like, yeah, you're not being able to enjoy sex again or anything because it's just like not the same. Yeah. Oh, oh, and you have to be careful too because, like, you know, if you like, if you, if they get a hold of any bodily fluids, they could do some. Oh weird yeah, shit, no, you're fucked. Right? Don't ever do and it. You're fucked. So that in itself, that, that's yeah, yeah. Hmm. So I bet. So the really smart people avoid glory holes in the other verse because I mean they probably. <laughs> I mean, like maybe maybe just really smart people avoid glory holes in general, in general but, like maybe, yeah probably it's like the really dumb ones will do it in the other verse because they don't think about like just giving out their dna for free you know yeah or goblins feel like yeah i feel like goblin they'd try it the warrens are like the place yeah for glory holes <laughs> well <clears throat> i'm sorry and you're welcome but i had to i had to i had to i had to say look this is again we know exactly what kind of story. <laughs> it's yeah, romance it's theme. and yeah. it's goblin. Yep. And so it's all there. It's all there. <laughs> all right. Um but yeah, so when we enter this patio, as I think of it, uh they they describe that some of the goblins are playing Scrabble with dice and like what does that mean? <laughs> It's just, it's so fun and evocative because, like, how, like, how like, do you do that? Could it be that, like, you have to roll a die and that tells you how many letters you have to use? Like, that feels a little too, like, erudite. Yeah. Um, like, like, this is one thing that doesn't feel, like, you know, upsetting. It just feels, like, intriguing. Like, yeah. how? That's true. How or does is that it just, work? like, nonsense? Like, is it just another, like, goblins don't? fit in boxes and play by the rules and so fuck you mm, um that's fair i also thought the goblin with the confederate flag diaper was funny in terms of like <laughs> is like this course. super racist or super woke like <laughs> a goblin in a red hat but it's like if you had like yeah like a diaper with trump's face on it because it's not underwear right it's a this diaper is, i think this is was this before the made america make america great again hats I have no idea when this story was written. Because I'm just like picturing a Make America Great Again hat with a Confederate flag diaper. Because I just feel like it right, does you feel Like people who wear like American flag shit are like super like America. But like they don't poop in it normally. Like if you put your baby yeah. in a American flag diaper, what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you're saying your baby is like eats, breathes. And peas, American. American flag. Yes, I, said I just feel like it like kind of <laughs> flowed better. But um, <laughs> no. I, look, I feel like so it's technically against flag code to like wear the American flag or something dumb. Like this comes up every once in a while when people are like, "You can't burn the flag because of the flag code or something," and it's like you're not allowed to wear things with the American flag on it if we're taking it that seriously. Yeah, That's, but technically, um, don't they like make? the flag slightly off for certain clothes and things for that reason i feel like i've heard that but <laughs> i have no idea i don't know i mean that's i feel like i've heard that but who knows i guess a lot I of mean, things people... are like stars and stripes and not exactly like exactly like 13 it just like obviously is 15. the flag but not yeah huh anyway <sighs> anyway yeah the that politics was... of this goblet are very confusing yes <laughs> This is pretty funny. <laughs> it almost makes me want to ask Ben what he thinks, but if he comes by. If he comes I'll... by. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they are going around describing the various people in this area, and they mm -hmm. mention a girl with a checkered silk scarf, and yellow and black at her throat. I, I should have checked your live read. I forgot to do that, but <laughs> I feel like you probably were pretty stoked. <laughs> well, first I put a really long ellipsis. And then I said, Max's scarf isn't silk, right? <laughs> hey, you know, um, she has probably has multiple scarves, you know, multiple checkered scarves. Oh, that's fun if she has kind of a collection of them now. Um, that's, it, all, that's what I kind of figured, but 
I don't know. Um, Yeah, I mean, I assume that she's uh, particularly concerned with anchoring herself because Jacob's Bell doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, She describes herself as an itinerant goblin queen, so she doesn't have a home. um, And that was one of the things that was anchoring her. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that it was the girl in the checkered scarf. I was like, no, it can't be. And I don't know if it's like reading this just after Pact, maybe I would think, oh, it's Mags, like more immediately. Yeah. But I think like having, you know, read Pale and Pact and realizing like how much Wild Bow kept them separate, I was like, is it what? Like, <laughs> I yeah, didn't that- realize, yeah, that like major, major characters in both stories would be in the short story. That's reasonable. Sorry, I'm looking at your My love read. Oh, it's so good. Just your reactions. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Yeah. So that we see some Dee Dee introduces Ben to some of her crew. And mm-hmm. uh, the one that made me freak out was Sir Turd Swallow. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, she was like, this is Sir Turd Swallow. And I was like, this is who now? <laughs> like, who? Turdy. <laughs> uh, it was like, it makes so much sense because like, we see Dee Dee in the story briefly because she was Toadswallow's friend. And so, yeah, I guess it makes sense that she's here or that he's here, but also what? And like his, I was trying to remember, I feel like his British affect like chilled out. Um, Like maybe at the very beginning of Pale, he was a little bit like, mm-hmm. um, and so it was funny seeing him here just like very, <laughs> I do say like I don't even know it's just wild also the fucking milkmaid is here yeah that was one I did not pick up on until we came back around because I was just like not prepared <laughs> yeah no, I get that <laughs> uh, got the milk idea for the milk for the for stray baby from her uh, so I'm really glad she clarified idea and not got the milk from yeah but well, also, what? What? <laughs> well, she could have gotten the idea, and then she didn't say that she didn't get the milk from her. But that's true. But then Buttsack's here. I don't know. This made me so happy. I was like, Buttsack, you're still a thing. <laughs> Buttsack. Uh, um. And yeah, it didn't seem like it seemed like these groups were kind of separate. Like there was Mags and Buttsack, and there was like Dee Dee's friends, and there was like the big scary goblin. Um, and yeah, uh, I don't remember exactly what they say, but they're about this bartender, but this bartender exists and I, I have this feeling they were human or no, they are human. Sorry. Um, and I was hoping that they're aware and it just sort of like ended up down here and we're just sort of like, well, it's a job. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, this is, uh, this is where I belong now. <laughs> it just is so fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So um, so he meets up with Mags and they start working on a trade for information. Yeah. Um. Before I guess to talk about this a little bit more, before sure. they get into the um their deal, they they talk about the um game show thing. Yeah. Um. And she That's like warns him off of that. She's like, "Don't look at it. Don't do any. Like, don't just no. Yeah." Um, and like, this is, I mean, seems fairly clearly to be like a karmic ritual type thing. And I was trying to remember if Pact had any instances of this, um, like there, there's stuff about, um, karma and like getting sucked into things and like roles, but, but this felt like, you know, the hungry choir or the crucible or the, um, what Charles was trying to make with the hungry choir, like, um, yeah, or that that thing that turns all your shit into people and you into a place or whatever. Um, like you know, there are rules and it wants to drag you in, and so if you like get involved with it, like it'll suck you in. And yeah. um, again, if this was kind of a the first conception of a ritual in this sense, like it's pretty impressive that it's just sort of here in this story as a like whatever like background mm-hmm. detail because i 
felt very pale um like more than packed kind of like more developed sense of other verse uh i was gonna say cosmology i don't know if that makes sense but just like a more developed sense of the practice um than what there was in packed which was exciting yes yeah so Sorry, I was looking, i'm looking over at this uh description or about the game again and it, that's the thing it would be hard to like ignore that yeah even hearing like oh they deserve it especially with kids you know so like i know right. kids can be fucking terrible but you know that would but be also really fucking hard to like not try to do something or whatever yeah um, but they i guess like because it's like if it's not the preliminaries you don't know if it's someone who's that, shitty or not right. Because could be a good person that's stuck, you know, right? Um, and yeah, I, yeah, it made it really made me think about the hungry choir, and um, like you know, the girls were very much warned off, and they were like, you know, like don't interfere to, like don't actually get involved, like it will suck you in, and like you will become part of it, and you know, they they don't interfere too much, um, because they don't become, you know, they don't have to go next month or whatever. Yeah. and like be part of the ritual um but it's a it's a difficult thing um in terms of like how to be a good person uh yeah and like because probably you know like ben's not a kind of tear so probably what would have happened is he would have gotten like sucked into the ritual and like you know died horribly and like no like he would have saved a person which is good but also he wouldn't have really he would have given the thing what it wanted and not yeah. really stopped it or prevented it from doing anything to anyone else. Yeah. Um, and so it's probably good that he didn't, but also that sounds wrong, you know, like that just yeah. very much sounds incorrect. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I mean, at the very least, like impulsively trying to do something is not the best move. Um, and maybe something can't be done. I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah. Anyway, tray time. <laughs> um, this was fun and not what I expected. Um, the trade is information. Um, Ben wants to know if he's like on the right track. Basically, uh, reminds me of <laughs> this is stupid, but it reminds me of a crossword app where you go and you click check puzzle, and then you get to see all the squares that are wrong. <laughs> um, Ma he has asked Mags to help him with her connections figure out stuff um and so he's given her all the stuff he knows about the warzenbergs or the vat vat bags i'm really bad at vowels in german but it's not vatsen bags <laughs> it's vat bags anyway uh and this is a family that was so isolated and incestual that like they've sort of become odd folk or something which is fun and uh it's also like kind of a heroic lineage almost um where there's rules about the like circumstances of everyone's birth um and like he doesn't know all of them he knows there's five but for instance if your mom dies giving birth to you you are smarter than the average person in your family or something um, yeah and there's a couple of other rules and that's just fun and wild and again like something that is touched on in pale with the goat and verona in the crucible um but not super like intricately ex explained i don't know if that's fair or if it's just like i understand things a lot better when it's like we go like we experience a character going through it so like verona trying to build a heroic lineage in the crucible helped that make a lot more sense for me than the goat did necessarily like i get like the seventh son of the seventh son or whatever but like um yeah anyway it's just cool seeing that here like um yeah and learning more about you know what ben does um yeah um and <laughs> it's yeah I'll, okay we'll just go how the story goes basically <laughs> dd <laughs> he's 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 pouring over the information and he you know realizes that a lot of this one train of thought was incorrect and that's a bummer but also you know it's really good to know that now um and he's like oh yeah dame mitha like maybe lied about who she was the mom of or some weird thing and dd says fuck dame mitha 
<laughs> Dave Mitha is the worst. He complains about her all the time. <laughs> and this was just so lovely. Like I like it just very much screams like partner who is, you know, proud of like their partner and like, you know, supportive, but also not personally interested in the thing that they're doing, but like listens enough, pays enough attention when they talk about it to like know and pick up on things pick but in something. a way right that just isn't quite isn't on quite the right. nose you know like, <laughs> be, like she's the worst like it just it's so He's good like, no. yeah. <laughs> um another fun example of wild Bo really uh playing with these relationship tropes um yeah because it just felt so on the nose <laughs> yeah. um yeah. god and this is like basically when mag starts to clue into the fact that like they're not a practitioner other relationship they're a romantic relationship <laughs> um i feel like yeah like means a lot to me that you're paying enough attention to know some of the names he said giving Dee, Dee a pat on the foot <laughs> at one point he he looks at mags just in time to see her giving Dee, Dee a very suspicious look <laughs> Which did not change as she met his eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ugh, it's so funny and also awful. Um, I also <laughs> I I started to hear Dee Dee's voice in a like New York accent, like Long Island or something, like just or like New Jersey, or like, you know, like I'm trying to remember what media is a good example of this, but just it was so funny because she gets jealous. Um and starts like threatening Mags for like <laughs> uh, existing around Ben, and then when Mags is like, "What the fuck? I'm not interested," she immediately becomes offended on behalf of Ben, um, <laughs> which is such a fun trope and makes so much sense for a goblin. Um, and it's not necessarily an indicator of a healthy relationship, but did make total sense for her character. Um, but this is what really gives away the fact that they're dating um and i i love that it's that they weren't trying to hide it um because you know when when mags asks he's not like i don't want to talk about her or whatever he's like yeah like she's my girlfriend um and like you know Dee, Dee is very like he's look at this face it's all boringly good looking and shit <laughs> <laughs> and you know like talking about why they are into each other and he's like yeah i like really trashy women and she's like i like really dull men and <laughs> it's it's so delightful uh, how like so everyone good. is disgusted by this um yeah. like i feel i'm kind of like oh that's you know that's sad i but also it's not just mags that's grossed out right like the goblins yeah. are grossed out and that's very fun um that it's not it's not just like oh you that those things are gross it's like like there's not like a hierarchy it's just like mutually it seems weird to yes. everyone involved um and it, it yeah it doesn't seem like they're like i i i guess i would assume that they wouldn't want to tell people about it um because yeah. of this reaction and so i'm not sure if like they haven't gotten this reaction much or you know like have they been kind of insular in their relationship or yeah um are they both just like you know what this is like i'm proud enough of my partner and into this relationship enough that i don't want to like hide it or like be ashamed of it or whatever yeah um which you know i was gonna say props to ben like he did not hesitate when mags asked what their deal was he was just straight i mean right yeah, just straight like, up like boyfriend and girlfriend right which i just didn't like it wasn't like oh we're we're dating or like we're seeing each other like boyfriend and girlfriend is such a phrase yeah and like the commitment just like so many things that are very like i don't know like it's so good um so good it's like it is, uh, is yeah i just thought this is really interesting because like she dd just got so jealous and then outraged that <laughs> you know mags wasn't interested and kept escalating and escalating and escalating to where like ben basically had to like, threaten to break up if she wouldn't cut it out right and i do like i do appreciate that 
Ben is like, no, it's you can't treat people like this. That's not okay. Yeah. Um, like I, f- like him kind of setting that boundary of like, I don't like this. I don't think this is acceptable behavior. I don't yeah. want a partner who, you know, acts like this toward other people. Um, was good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just wild. The yeah. whole thing's just wild. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, and then like, then we hear the a boom and Dee <laughs> sets up some more stuff and a goblin tells a disgusting anecdote about oh my god this was so much yeah like he's like talking about how he's not even scary compared to the things that are like in down here and like making those noises or whatever and how he i don't even want to talk about it yeah <laughs> just read the fucking story if you haven't people it's upsetting <laughs> It's just so upset. Well, but why are you like this? <laughs> Should I read it just to put it out there, Malia? Uh, if you have to. Like, this is what we're signed up for. Uh, Glory holes and beached whales vaginas. Okay. This is what we signed up for and we're doing it. Okay. Here's the quote, guys. I once wedged a man inside a beach whale's vagina so I could fuck him and fuck the dead whale at the same time, Cock Nash said. What a name. His voice, a guttural burr, a voice like tart gravel. Dead whales can explode if they're on land. Gas is inside them, so is a motherfucking Russian roulette necrophiliac bestiality double fuck. Now ask me why. <laughs> Do I have to, Ben asked. <laughs> Dee Dee jabbed him. Why? So I can say I did it. <laughs> the best thing is the <laughs> that he insists. Ask me why? Do I have to? Why? Like when Dee's like, do it. Like yes, it's just to. so fucking funny and like like. Uh, oh gosh. I don't know that like breaking down every like comedic moment in these stories is that useful, but they're so good. <sighs> it's so good. Yeah, but I'm like, wow, what vivid imagery that I never wanted to have in my brain. That even a little bit. What was that? Yeah, even a little bit. Yeah, seriously. And then Dee Dee's like, okay, truce. And Mags is like, well, yeah. Like, <laughs> I didn't want to fucking fight. What the fuck is wrong with you? I said nicer than that, you know. But um, yeah, and then after that, they, yeah, I don't know, get to expose their relationship. Yeah, they talk about it a bit more i just again like just... both mags and buttsack are weirded out and it's so good like we know like why mags is questioning and then buttsack's like why dd mentions his like gigantic dick apparently and buttsack's like you can get that with a lot of goblins and with some <laughs> you get some body lice and nails stuck through the old dong to give scratching that itch a whole new meaning gosh yep thank you buttsack then she's like well He's nice to be around and shit. But it's so cute. And then Bud Sack's like disgusted again. <laughs> and the explanation Ben has is like, yeah, you know, some guys like golden retrievers and they're all like nice <laughs> and like put together and like what a cute, whatever. And some guys like pugs. And I was like, that's the cutest way ever to describe what Dee Dee is. <laughs> and then Dee's like, Aw, I think I've got a bit of Mexican sewer rat in there. Oh my god. The kind that can crossbreed with dogs, and that one dog breed could be gnarly. What was it? Chinese crusted. <sighs> I'm just like, what an understatement, Ben, to just say, I kind of like trashy girls. <laughs> like, for one thing, it's not kind of. <laughs> like, you're full in. You can't get any more full in on the trashiness than a goblin okay you just can't yeah but it's awesome uh, uh, and then mags is just like oh my gosh and just give me my information please <laughs> uh yeah um so mags wants yeah info about girlhild and as someone who's finished pale this was funny yes um it was gratifying to like officially know that girlhild was the person who destroyed mags town uh-huh um because i don't think we i mean we didn't get that confirmation in pale explicitly i don't think so this was fun um and yeah so we learned that she was a human which 
I maybe knew in Pale, but I have no recollection of knowing that. Um, I was under the impression that she was a goblin who uh, made other goblins do whatever she wanted. Um, And so the idea that she was, like, she was a lot like Mags once, sort of. Like, she was just a normal person, and then she encountered a goblin and became aware and then became a goblin queen and then just like kept going and it's going. really awful um and yeah just that she then did this to mags and did this to so many others and just i don't know um we learn about the her three goblin lieutenants who are bigger deals than the hyena yeah um which we find just yeah um I mean, this is very hype, I'm sure, especially for... Like, I wonder if Poke was part of why the Pale community latched onto Gerhild so much. Because um, I remember it being like a conversation... Or be, her being a conversation around Arc 13 and other points in the story where she's, like, mentioned. But I, like, yeah, there's a couple of goblins who are, like, trying to avoid this chick didn't scream, like... This is a huge thing. Let's all talk about it to me yeah. as much as it seemed like everyone was doing. Um, but I mean, you know, Mags's story plus this information plus Pale um, made her feel very hype. Um, but yeah, we see um, Mags does the connection test thing that Sandra taught her to try to figure out a little bit more for Ben about his theories about his forts and bags um and mags is sort of like i can maybe talk to or connect you with um this lady who showed me this trick but also please don't cut me out because i need help yeah <laughs> um she describes the do shops as a bunch of golden retrievers which is so funny yeah um <laughs> but then i thought about lola and i was like they could probably make one of their golden retrievers a lot like a pug if they wanted to needed to yeah um uh, yeah well then uh oh uh, geez it's just you know everyone focuses on ben and Dee, Dee and uh after they get done and then Dee, Dee sets up and lands her joke <laughs> and so it's, good. it's just a your mom joke it's a really good your joke <laughs> She like she she nailed it and like i'm scrolling to find the exact part <laughs> right so i mean the chapter starts like when they're going in and she's like there's really really bad scary things down here and um she convinces the um big goblin to like go along with this kind of and the thing is like they're not lying but also the noises probably aren't gonna immediately murder them all or something um and, like, you know, she's building up how awful and scary these things are and how she has to be telling the truth and she'll, you know, get, like, it's her life if she doesn't or whatever, um, which is just because that one goblin is going to murder her or something if she is too annoying or something. Um, and it's just, what if I told you there's a fucker out there so fucked he fucked your mom and liked it? And it's just like, <laughs> oh my god. That's insane. Like, <laughs> man, and then... I, just, I love his reaction after she explains all this is i'm genuinely reconsidering the course my life has taken to bring me to this point and then mags is like only now uh, uh, it's so fun and like obnoxious and great and it's also really really fun that he's like hey you might meet my mom someday like soon like don't maybe don't make those kind of jokes and Dee Dee has the same sort of like how did my life lead me to this point <laughs> I know. the idea of meeting his mom it's so, so good so fun um oh, man it's a very fun story yeah um she it's so it's so fun and cute and yeah like he wants her to maybe meet his mom which is insane i don't yeah like that's yeah. the questionable all, I mean, okay, he's made a lot of questionable choices, but that would definitely be questionable. Yeah, I want to meet his mom to learn things about 
him in his life. Yeah. Uh, you would go over a lot better than Dee Dee, I think, Malia. No, I meant like as a reader. Oh, okay. Too. I thought you were just being like, well, I want to date Ben. His name's Ben. And, <laughs> you know, how different can it be? <laughs> Probably pretty different. Probably pretty different. Um, no, just in terms of, yeah, as a reader, um, that would be a fun uh, thing, yes. potentially. Okay. Well, first, I want to go over the pale slash patch in comparison. I know we've talked about some of that, but are there any points you want to bring up that just to compare? Um, otherwise we can go over what we've compared. Yeah, I mean Mags is here, Toadie's here, the milkmaid's here, Buttsex here, there's a big ritual, um The Warrens. The Warrens, Gerhild, um D is here. Yeah. They're like all combined. <laughs> D is here. Just all one big thing. Um big thing. Okay. Yeah. He kind of I guess Ben kind of reminds me of um sebastian harless like kind of like vaguely lonely dude who finds a girlfriend (laughs) i don't know oh my gosh they both like historical boring practice very different girlfriends yeah yeah okay um all right time for a bold and specific prediction where is the story going next well now i don't know if we're ever seeing the baby But also, yeah, like, if this is a series of vignettes, like, so if the baby is gone, um, then the threads that have, like, gone through the story are, like, Ben's work um, and then their relationship, I guess. Like, it kind of feels like we're done with Mags and Toadie for now. Like, maybe one or the other of them would come back in some form, but it seems like either we might follow up with Sandra or, like, you know, try to learn more about this Wartzenberg family or um, it'll just be more of, like, them and their relationship. So, honestly, like, them meeting his mom or something could be another chapter, like, if we're getting yeah. scenes. Um, so, what are relationship scenes? I mean, the, f- like, f- arguments, fights are classic, but again, like, it seems like these two would have so much to argue about. Although, maybe it'd be funny because it would be something unrelated to... Like, it'd be a, like, weirdly mundane argument or something, which could be fun. Um, or, yeah, we did, we did babies, uh, we did jealousy, uh, we did coming home from a work trip. God, what are other relationship things? Again, yeah, meeting the parents, um, big purchases, um, oh, that's, I was gonna yeah. say getting a pet, but baby kind of trumps pet. I really, yeah, <laughs> moving in together, um, mom always said you should go camping with the person you're that's true with to try to feel out things in a relationship i'm trying to remember what other things were sort of like like home improvement projects or something like what are what are things you do with some your significant other that really show like whether or not y'all will work or something yeah um, i mean home improvement projects, going, on a, yeah. going on a trip yeah that's true growing on a trip yeah okay so i guess we will see them go on a date. On a date. Like, go out on a date. Okay. All right. <laughs> when <sighs> Hell of a date. Okay. Let's talk about our previous discussion question, which is, pick a four-letter word that starts with P, which we said pair. We came up with pair. We said pair. Um, and tell us what the premise of that story would be in the other verse. So, okay, I'll read it. (laughs) (laughs) We've got two. One of them is much longer than the other. And I'm going to read the longer one. Okay. (laughs) Ripper, 1337, says, My first thought is that Pear is about twin practitioners needing to work together to survive, but needing to defeat the other eventually. However, I realize that this is basically just packed. So Pear is a story about rival practitioners in the same general field, such as two rival alchemists. They hate each other and do whatever they can to get an edge on the other or sabotage their rival. But they're generally evenly matched, so no one gets too far ahead. At some point, one of the rivals dies, whether it's from the rival actually winning or through some other happenstance. 
basking in the victory. The winner is joyous until they go to rub it in the face of their rival, only to realize they are dead and they can't rub it in their face. The victory <laughs> is a hollow one, as now without the other to push them to greater heights, their skills start to plateau, and they come to a horrifying realization that the spirits have come to define these two practitioners by their struggle against one another. So without their rival, they cannot truly advance in the practice. The winner cultivates a new rivalry with someone else, and this lets their practice grow. At some point, the winner dies, and the victor basks in their victory until they realize their practice has stalled, and now they too must seek out a new rival. That's yeah. pretty cool. That's cool. That's that. That's definitely dark. Yeah. Um, Blake Tall's idea has a much different tone. Um, <laughs> it's hilarious. They uh, propose that pair is about a practitioner who, through a series of unfortunate coincidences, accidentally awakens twice and now the spirits think they are not one practitioner but two hilarity okay. ensues that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, very fun um for our new discussion question we had a uh a fan propose one uh i believe and i don't know if you yes. want to explain it jen or say well it. We're going back to the glory holes. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. It's not about glory holes. Um, it is about marriage. <laughs> and um, the suggested discussion question was um, to pick a phrase out of poke that would fit in at a wedding. Like how a lot of times like people use Bible verses or different things as part of the wedding ceremony or the service or um, pick something from poke that would fit because it is a romance story. Yeah. After all. I love it. Yes. Also keep fill out a form thing where you tell us how awesome we are <laughs> or tell us about cool stuff that you like. And eventually we will read it and we will do an episode about it yeah yeah we might even do a poll Whoa! polls are so fun Ooh, the next p story poll <laughs> uh, it'd be about like um people who are working on campaigns but like on opposite <laughs> sides unless it's spelled p-o-l-e yeah i don't know it's but for some bonus reason, discussion question maybe think of a may a maypole maple come up with poll bonus <laughs> bonus question <laughs> i'm totally serious i want to hear it okay i don't even care if it's poll p-o-l-l -L, or p-o-l-e <laughs> all right well thank you for listening everybody if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast please subscribe share it with your friends and leave a rating and review to support our podcast, go to patreon.com slash doofmedia. And if you'd like to support Wildbow as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com slash wildbow. You can follow the pod on Twitter at Pale Comparison or send us an email at paleincomparisonpod at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r slash parahumans where you can answer a discussion question and share your thoughts on this episode. In addition, if you would like to see all of my predictions laid out, check out our episode description for a link to our prediction tracker. Next episode, we will be covering Poke Chapter 4. All right. This week's fun fact um, is not disgusting, but yay. it is interesting. Um, so <laughs> you said yay. I'm, I feel disappointed. I feel like it should be disgusting. Just, But I guess we fit in some disgusting things <laughs> through the podcast, so it evens out. So the abbreviation OK that people use all the time um, that actually uh, stands for an incorrect spelling of all correct, uh, which they spelled as ol so O L L correct K O R R E C T. So I guess in the 1800s, it was or especially the late 1830s or late 1830s, um, it was a trend um, among younger more educated circles to intentionally misspell words and then abbreviate them and use them as slang. So like they had a bunch of slang terms. So they included KY for no use as as in K N O W Y U S E. Gosh dang it. KG for no go or K N O W 
Geo. Okay, the ghost, it's the same. Um, and OW for all right. So, yeah. So they were so cool. They were so fucking cool. They misspelled their words. And who knows? Maybe it's going to come back. It's, it's all taken a long time, but maybe by 2030 will be a misspelling words and abbreviating them again. But uh, so I guess out of all the abbreviations used during that time, um, okay, uh, was printed in the Boston Morning Post as part of a joke. And so it was kind of highlighted. Um, hmm. Its popularity exploded when it was picked up by contemporary politicians. When the incumbent president, Martin Van Buren, was up for re-election, um, his Democratic supporters organized a band of thugs, really? Okay. To influence mm. voters. Mm-hmm. This group was formally called the OK Club, which <laughs> referred to both Van Buren's nickname, Old Kinderhook, based on his hometown of Kinderhook, New York, and to the term recently made popular in the papers. Um, the opposing Whig Party made use of OK to denigrate Van Buren's political mentor, Andrew Jackson. Um, according to the Whigs, Jackson invented the abbreviation OK to cover up his own mis- misspelling of all correct, <laughs> which is very interesting. Um, I don't know why I've never bothered to Google what that stands for before, but third yeah. bonus, make up your own misspelling. Oh, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I want to come up with like some abbreviations and what they mean and then <laughs> try to figure out what the hell is supposed to stand for. Yeah. That could be fun. Lots of discussion points. Pick and choose what you want. And um, hope you had fun listening. And we will be back hopefully next week. Unless one of us gets sick again. But Or Thanksgiving makes it hard. Oh, yeah. Thanksgiving is probably... Okay, maybe. Okay, maybe. Well, yeah. Thanksgiving. We're going to be too full. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> this is giving Wild Bo some time to write another chapter. Yay! Yay! Not too much pressure. No pressure, but just like a tiny bit I, of pressure. Just a little bit. Just the proper <laughs> amount of pressure. Just a, sm- a small, a, tiny, just little. A yeah. Uh, small amount. Okay, what sounds like S besides S? Small. Small. Let's say Z because that makes sense. Small amount. We'll say O. Z O. Look, I know that's not good, but I'm trying. <laughs> Going off the cuff, okay? Z-O. Small, yeah, that's a terrible one. It's okay. You guys can come up with better. I've set the bar really low. Yay. So you're welcome. <laughs> All okay. right. Bye. Bye. Bye.